Blog Talk Radio. strategy and, and deals for that. Um, when mm-hmm. I was at StubHub, I led business operations. So that was a mix of, of business and legal, primarily business. So really it's figuring out how to do content deals, privacy, data protection. Um, how do you license IP? How do you create and protect IP? So all of that kind of fun stuff. And then I also do a ton of mm-hmm. diversity stuff in addition to that. Oh, you just do the diverse stuff in there. So, right quick before we go, get, like get into your Raiders. 
So what type of diversity work do you do? I've, I've seen you've done so in the past with Facebook and StubHub. Many other places yeah, too so, as well. Yeah, I did um, – Facebook, I would say, is probably the what I did the most. I created their – supplier diversity program. So I'm a commercial attorney, mm-hmm. so I was sitting in legal and I didn't have anything to do with the actual diversity department or I just, you know, was part of the black employee resource group leadership team and I saw a need. And my yeah. thing is always you should add value in your organization, not just in the role that you're hired in, but anywhere else you can. So for me, having seen entrepreneurs growing up, I thought this was a great way to also make sure that you get mm-hmm. more black businesses in there. And you can't hire everybody right. who wants to work at these tech companies, but you can hire their businesses and provide economic opportunity that way. You know what? That's well said. And going back to what you do as a tech lawyer, like in your words, quote, depends on the day. I thought I was smart by being a uh, data scientist, but I guess I'm wrong. You are. <laughs> no, you are. We, we, need <laughs> we need y'all. We need y'all. We can't get anything good, done without you guys. Well, you know what? That's partly true. That's partly true. But uh, yeah, you got it going on. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate the humility. Um, let's get into your radar, sis. Um, first of all, before we get into all things John Gruden return, the Khalil Macro and everything, <sighs> I want, I'm curious because I asked about, like, I have a couple of friends of mine who are Raiders fans, or one of which I grew up with. Um, yeah, he was a Raider fan who grew up in Winston, North Carolina, go figure. But at any rate, um, oh, what about different. you move to Las Vegas? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good, love, and joy. How about that? <laughs> wow. No. Wow. So I guess um, you feel the love, the Vegas love, huh? No. Okay. So let me let me. Ho- I'm gonna hop on this soapbox real quick, and then I'm gonna hop off. Well, go but ahead, it also please. goes. Please. It also goes to what we were just talking about in regards to tech and, you know, diversity and supplier diversity. The Oakland Coliseum, the Raiders play there, the A's Mm -hmm. play there, the Warriors currently play there. The A's are building a downtown Oakland stadium, and the Warriors are moving next year to San Francisco to a waterfront stadium, and the Raiders are leaving to go to Vegas. So you are now going to have nothing in the middle of Mm. East Oakland. and I have a huge problem with that because I spent half my time growing up in East Oakland and that area is already impoverished, but you have people who work right. concessions on game day and you had foot traffic and people who would come to the area and see the neighborhood because they were coming to the arenas and now you will have none of that. Right. So you're taking the economic opportunity away. And in the meantime, you have all these tech people who are gentrifying the hell out of Oakland. Oh, I can't even, like, there are so many beer gardens. I don't even, like, walking around wow. Oakland sometimes looks unfamiliar. And so you have, yeah, mm. they're like indoor bocce bars and beer gardens and artisan candle shops. And it's like, I grew up here, and it was a city that was 30 35% black when I was in elementary school. And now I have to look hard to find a person of color on the street by the lake. So mm. I have a problem with these teams leaving because it's not just that they're leaving and taking away the economic opportunity, but they're also taking a lot of the soul of the city with them. Now, you know what? When you, when you explain it like that, this reminds me of Harlem. Like, I'm originally from, from Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, my mother grew up in Bed-Stuy, and I was born in Flatbush. 
So I spent the first couple of years of my life there before we, my parents had a hightail to the south. But uh, to your point about gentrification, I remember like we were like we visited some relatives in Harlem. This is like shortly after Bill Clinton built, well, for, former President Clinton, excuse me, built his law office building in Harlem over 125th Street. So we're long story short, we're going up 125th Street to see some of my relatives. And why did my brother and I notice? This is like in the late 90s, right? So why did my brother and I notice an old Navy like a few blocks away from the Apollo Theater? Why, why did we notice that first, right? And yeah. then fast forward yeah. four years later, you can't – I mean, it's like I'm, I'm in a different world. I mean, What's that's, next to I it mean, now, look, Warby Parker? Probably. I mean, Phil Barnes and Nobles. I, I know that, like, and, and also just, just give the Brooklyn right quick in this neighborhood, like in the Fort Greene neighborhood, which used to be the hood. There oh, are, like, Lord, and Park Slope. Barnes, like, what is Barnes, that? I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a Barnes and Nobles in Fort Greene. Multi-million dollar brownstones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it, you know, we, we, like, we joke that Flatbush, which is a mostly uh, uh, a predominantly uh, West Indian part of town, and like Brownsville, and and maybe a couple of others like East New York or whatnot, and calling out those are the last, those are the last Mohicans, if you will, of Brooklyn, because mm-hmm. everything else like from from like Atlantic Yards, which used to be part of down, it's that part of downtown now has the Barclays Center, and you know mm-hmm. parts of um, Bed Stuy is, is changing, or changing rather, and you know we already talked about Park Slope, we already talked about Fort Greene. Uh, my brother used to live in Prospect Park. That's changed. That's it. Really changed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really it's something else. It's it's really something else. So I'm glad you brought that up because it shows the Oakland Raiders moving out of that part of Oakland. That 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 it does take away that type of soul there. And you know, it's a, it's a different perspective than really honestly never considered. Being that obviously I'm not from Oakland, I'm not from the area. So I just thought that. But it's also you know, like this is a, Oakland is a. Oakland is a great, like, so San Francisco, so when you see them, even if you can see that stuff, even like little pieces of kind of the the soul of the city, when you look at the jerseys of the teams, like the Warriors have two different, they have, well, they have three different jerseys. One says the Bay, which is like, whatever, Mm -hmm. that's nine counties. I'm not, I don't, I don't don't claim, I don't, don't say I'm from the Bay. I'm from Oakland. I'm not from nine counties. I'm from Oakland. So (laughs) they have the Bay. They have one that says the city, which is San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then they have one that says the town, which is Oakland. And just even little things like that is like they probably won't wear those other two jerseys when they move next year. And mm. the issue with that is like this city held down both of those teams when they moved here. Like the Warriors came from San Francisco like 40, 45 years ago, and, and we gave them sellouts <laughs> even when they were trashed. <laughs> Like, they right. were really right. bad, and nobody remembers. But I remember. Like, I remember Vontigo Cummings. It was not a good look. But we still came mm. out. And the Raiders, they were horrible when they came back. And we still built an extra set of rafters on the on the arena. So it's like right. you want to take these teams from city, a city that actually supported them and loved them, even when they were horrible. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, no, you right. don't deserve – you don't deserve that. So when they're gone, I'm gone. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So are you, your, your allegiance to, to your 
childhood team, the Raiders, they're pretty much, pretty much going to be going when they go to Las Vegas. Then. Yeah, I mean, I probably will always have some sort of affinity for them, but I don't – I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily going to root for them. Um, and also, like, <clears throat> part of what made me really excited is that Marshawn came back to play these last two years. Yeah. So when Marshawn's gone, I'm gone. Mm. Mm. So before we get into John Gruden and, and, and Beast Mode, direct, the Oakland A's are actually building a stadium. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought they'd been looking <laughs> no. to get the hell for years. Yeah, I, mean, so, I, I mean, I yeah, did not know that. They've been, yeah, they've been trying to move to get a stadium for a long time. So you remember the, the 49ers right. left Candlestick. Candlestick is was in at least in San Francisco proper, like the last exit between San Francisco right. and the next city over. But they moved all the way mm-hmm. to Santa Clara. Like I don't know that you can see it when you see games on TV, but there is an amusement mm-hmm. park behind that. Like they shared their parking lot with an amusement park. So oh, that's hilarious. And it's in Silicon Valley. It's not in San Francisco at all. So you have to right. take a train if you live in San Francisco to get mm-hmm. there. Which to me is like I wouldn't do that, but. Maybe some people really like Jimmy Garoppolo that much. I don't know. Um, I guess so. But I get somebody to – I won't say yep. who. I'll just ignore those pictures. But um, well, What, a porn star here and there? But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to be messy. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just let San Francisco have that. There you go. But, yeah, it's it, – it's, I mean, if people like that and that's what they want to do, cool. But, yeah, so they built their stadium way out far – the A's tried to do that for a while in Fremont, which is like 30 minutes from Oakland. And eventually mm-hmm. they found a plot of land in downtown Oakland, kind of on the estuary, okay. like on the bay. So they're going to gonna build there. Oh, do you, do you know when they're going to finish? Do you have an idea when they're going to I don't know. I haven't even seen – I mean, I know I, – I think they broke ground, but I don't know that there's been a ton oh, okay. of movement on it. I got you. That's interesting. I, yeah, I didn't so it's, it's going to be a long term project. Okay. It's going to be well, a long term project. Well, but I mean, I, they're, at least they're staying. So, I mean, that's something. Right, right. Right. It's not the Raiders, though. So, uh, that's, that's no. very interesting. And it's not the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> here you go, too. So, from the. I'll just let that go. Ugly, <laughs> right, 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 right. To John Gruden's return. Now, from the mm-hmm. distance, but at first I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. John Chuck is coming back to the Bay. I mean, you know, he's going to come back to the town, excuse me. Um, and, you know, but he he's old school. You know, I, you know, I appreciate that. You know, I don't have a problem with him being so old school, but why is he alienated? Well, first of all, why did he cut Marquette King? Why did he oh. – why did he get on the bad side of Khalil Mack? What's and, and and perhaps uh, Marshawn Lynch? What's going on with them? What's going on with Chucky? I, don't, I mean, I think so. Right. <clears throat> so he's Chucky, right? Like part mm-hmm. of it, right. I think, is also he had an exorbitant TV deal before he came back to coaching. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, he's been treated like a pampered celebrity for the last couple of years, and he probably is like, I don't understand why it can't be my way or the highway. So sure. part of it, I think he, because he hasn't been coaching, he isn't used to dealing with player personalities, particularly strong player personalities, up up close sure. in, in person like that. So if you're rusty on all of those fronts, 
he's kind of like a a diva, right? Like he's, I, I mean, a devo, mm-hmm. maybe? I don't know. Whatever male diva is. Devo, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's really? what he is. And so he is going to butt heads with people who have been doing mm-hmm. this without interruption. So that would be, you know, Khalil Mack. That would be Marquette King. Like these are people who have been doing this for the last couple of years, and you're new to them. So they're coming at you like, who who are you? to tell me something like mm-hmm. I've been here you just got here now if that yeah. person is technically your boss you might not want to flex like that but exactly you know, can't tell right. you, everybody's not coachable <laughs> so um <laughs> I, I do think it's it's odd but like I what I would suggest to him is he does not want to marginalize Marshawn that would be the worst thing he could do because the city loves him the league loves him. Everybody loves Marshawn. Like, he is like a mascot, an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the team actually loves him, and they follow him. <clears throat> so if you alienate him, you will lose your locker room. So that's that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's just, you know, he needs to be very cognizant of how he approaches people, particularly people that have – been on the team and and were actually, you know, yielding results. I mean, King is a lost cause at this point, but like, I, I hated to see that. Hated. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah, swag. The only punter who had swag, who actually backed it up too. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, he was just fun to watch. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So um, that yeah. Yeah. So. um before I get to Khalil Mack, what, what what kind of effect do you think John Green will have on uh, y'all's quarterback? Um, like because I like I remember yeah. uh, uh, what's his name uh, he used to play for y'all, took y'all to the Super Bowl against the, the Buccaneers. Rich Gannon, I remember Rich like Rich Gannon was oh, saying yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 like if 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 uh, if Derek Carr would listen and put in the time. Then you know, Gruden could, could take his career to the stratosphere, you know, because obviously, mm-hmm. like Gannon has been there and done that with Gruden. But uh, but what's your take on Gruden's impact on Derek Carr or potential impact on Derek Carr? I I actually would agree with that. Um, I also though I would be mindful of the fact that Gannon was significantly older than um, sure. than Carr is at this point in time, and so. Right. The he he had been in the game a lot longer and had seen more and done more and had experience and say okay you know what I may I need to listen to this point or I need to do this I don't think mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Carr wouldn't do that because I actually think that he's quite coachable I think he has great instincts but I also think that he's that someone who really wants to learn and takes criticism and feedback well so mm-hmm. and he seems very very mature so I think I think Gruden could have a really great effect on him. Um, and if anything, I think he probably would hone his natural instincts more, if if anything. Mm. Give him uh, the ability to trust himself more and probably make his own plays or, or be able to do things off the cuff if need be. So I think Gruden is good for kind of establishing that type of self-confidence and, and ability. Mm. Now, one more thing before we get into – the 2018 Oklahoma that's in terms of the draft and lay on like the schedule. Can y'all please, and by y'all I mean the, the Gruden, Gruden in the front office, could y'all please pay Khalil Mack his money? 
I mean, I mean, I mean, Jamaican might as well look extravagant. I mean, because living here in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm not a Bengals, I'm a Steelers fan, but living here in Cincinnati for the past uh, like three or four years, um, and way before that, you know, I, you know, Mike Brown has certainly owned the Cheapskates uh, moniker, but he paid Carlos Dunlap and you know Atkins yesterday, and that's that's. I mean, shoot, that's not the cheap-ass Mike Brown I know. So if Mike Brown, if cheap-ass Mike Brown <laughs> can pay two studs, defensive line studs, and I granted, I know Khalil Mack is better than both those two cats, but still, if Mike Brown could get something done with those two guys, Oakland could do the same thing. They could, to, to me, yeah. they should have paid Khalil Mack a long time ago, like last night or something. No, I don't disagree with that. Like I, I, I don't even have anything for you on this. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I I'm bad. I don't, I don't have. I ain't got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing because I don't understand it either. It, it literally doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you not mm-hmm. give this man his due? Right. I don't. I fundamentally don't understand it. So, like, I, I got nothing for you on that. Well, that was a short segment. Uh, <laughs> right? Mean, Super I mean, short. I mean, I mean the thing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's ready to go. Um, you know, the thing is, is that he's by far not only your best defender, he's probably, he's arguably your best player. Okay. The best player. And, okay. Right. So if you want a, a further short segment, if you ask me what the right. prospects for the 2018 season looks like, if we don't have Khalil Mack, it looks like trash. So next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> you sound like you Rose House. Next question. Yeah, it's like I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna start tweeting in random capitalizations like Trump about this. Like Khalil Mack, pay him what he owed. If you don't pay him, it will be violence in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe that'll get it done. I don't know. <laughs> Man, but I mean, I, I we share a brand on that because I, I I don't know. I just don't know if Gruden would want a a, a two to a Khalil Mackless 2018 season. I mean, your draft no. picks, I mean, eh, eh. I mean, look, I mean, I guess you got this one cat from A&T, an HBC, HBCU to present, and Brandon Parker in the third round as offensive tackle, though. But I see you guys got a, def- a defensive end in the third round from LSU and Arden Key. Got a second round from Sam Houston State, D tackle for Sam Houston State and T.J. Hall. Obviously, they're not Khalil Mack. But mm-hmm. I mean, what, what like like a there, there's a draft? Do you see the draft picks helping? I mean, you guys draft offensive tackle in the first round for UCLA, but <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, draft. I just don't see it. I mean, I agree with you too that like the the even the tone of your voice is like, mm, and I that's how I feel. Right? Is like oftentimes mm-hmm. you with these draft picks, the whole point of the depth chart is that they learn from the people in front of them. Unless they're like exactly off the chain, phenomenal. And the issue is, sure. I don't think we have somebody that that builds. And so the issue mm-hmm. with these draft picks is like they're not really going to be adding much value because they're going to be in learning mode, which is perfectly fine. But if you pair that with the fact that you have Gruden, who may or may not, based on his temperament and how he approaches people, may be losing his locker room, and then you also don't mm-hmm. have Khalil Mack, that is not. A winning season. 
Mm. And you you yeah. need to have a winning season. You finna leave. You, you might want to win before people like throw stuff on the field because we're not above that here. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you know, I mean, you got the black the black hole. It's called the black hole for a reason. <laughs> yeah, black hole is gone. Black so. hole is that's very true. Mm-hmm. But and not just that, but it's like if people like actually in the city are bothered by the fact that they are leaving. So if you are leaving and you leaving on a bad note because your record is trash, oh, you going you yeah, everybody but Marshawn is gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just uh, let's wrap this up. It's, you know, and uh, again, this is Barry, right? Williams, uh, big Uncle Raiders fan, uh, breaking down the super fan segment here. Let's just pretend for a minute that Khalil Mack is signed like before midnight Eastern Standard Time, right? Um, so he's coming to the season. Everybody, yeah, yeah, Rob, Rob, going to the season. So let's go take a look game by game, right quick. Of how you guys, how you think you guys will do? So, just like like a, I'm like a, I assume you already know the schedule, but when I go about it down the schedule, starting with the Monday night game against the Rams, the L.A. Rams. Uh, the that's a win. Um, if that's not a win, I'm done for the season. Like if we don't win that, I'm. <laughs> done. I, I am so sincere. The Rams are not, and I say this so. I, I'm on a board. <laughs> That for a for a state museum that meets in exhibition uh-huh. park where the Rams play, and I have seen them, okay. and I'm like, if we can't, I mean, if we can't get that win on Monday night, I'm just, I mean, <laughs> my entire family has Lynch jerseys, <laughs> so oh wow, we might have to take them oh, off and be done for the season if we can't get that win. You know, it's crazy though. The Rams are like. Pushing the chips to the, in, like to the center of the table, they're all in with their free agent signs. Got that license they guy to live in uh, Khalil and uh, to leave Khalid, uh, keep to leave, excuse me. And Nadam Gunsu, two guys who like to fight on defense, and you know they still got Todd Gurley and company. But uh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. For, I mean, I, I know it's in the black hole. I know it's Monday night. I know it's Chucky. Right, Chucky. like that's not even like I, uh, uh-uh. you can't. Mm-mm. You can't do that. You can't come in our house in, on Monday night and nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse. Right. All right. So let's just say for a second, I'm gonna, that's, that's going to be a W. Okay. The next week, two road games back to back at Denver, y'all oh. travel Denver, and at Miami. Oh. So how, how you feel about Denver, Miami on the road? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that L. <laughs> take, I'm just going ahead and take that L for the Broncos. Um, the Dolphins uh-huh. might actually be competitive. That is um, – mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I want to say that's a win. I think it could be okay. competitive. We just got to make sure we keep the okay. players out of prime 112. You know what? You know what I, yeah. The Dolphins are horrible. Y'all should win that game. Going I know it's going to be 1,000 degrees down there. I mean, but, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's going to be competitive because a lot of these people are not going to be in game mode. So – because it's Miami uh-huh. in September, it's still warm, so. But I, I'm I'm gonna give that a, I'm gonna give that a win. Okay. Yes. There's just two and one. It's two and one. So if y'all mm-hmm. beat the Browns at home the following week, I, I'll be crying with you. So that's a win. That should be. A win. Yeah, you should. The Browns at home. I would too. I think I might <laughs> not wear my Raiders gear the rest of the season if we can't get that. 
<laughs> so that's three one. So you, this is where it gets us to. You go to LA. Oh to play yeah, the Chargers. Mm. You know, I. I think they're going to be good, but I'm also, I'm also a realist. Um, yeah. I'm probably a realist that trends toward towards pessimism. So let's go ahead and take that L for the Chargers. <laughs> you know what? Is this is me or do I catch myself calling them San Diego? I'm still calling them San Diego. I, I, I can't believe they're in L.A. To me, I know this is a sidebar here, but I thought that the only two teams that should be in L.A. right now are the Rams, and, and it's going to make you mad at the Rams and the Raiders just because just because, uh, like, like, like from the NWA days and everything else, the L.A. Raiders, you know. I mean, that's yep. just me. Yep. I think the Chargers in L.A. is weird as hell, but I, I, I just Very can't call weird. L.A. just yet. Well, and not just that, but it's there. That's so we back to gentrification. That stadium is Inglewood. <laughs> and so now, again, another predominantly black city, black and brown, and you are pushing people out, driving up the rent, creating this stadium, and, and they even have, like, a cute name for it. Now, it's not Inglewood, it's Iwood, which is like, no, it's Are not it's Inglewood. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's Iwood. Wow. Iwood. Yeah. So wow. I, I would just crazy. say as, as soon as – as soon as a stadium is announced near wherever you live, if, if you don't own property there, if you can, make sure that you buy it so that you can stay there. And yep. if yep. you don't see profit. But, yeah, I, I yeah, just hate that's, to see, <laughs> I hate to see wow. folks get pushed out from that, but that's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So, three and two, you got to take an L to the – Los Angeles Chargers. So you're back home. The ball yeah. is in Seattle. Seattle is trending downward. And I, that's that should a win. be a win. Yeah, I'm going to take that win. I'm going to take that win. Okay. Cool. So it's 4 and 2, headed to uh, uh, like another home game against the Colts. That should be a win. That should be a win. That's the a Colts win. Are I'm going to go ahead and take that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's Ooh, and two. my favorite. So, my absolute favorite. Battle of the Bay. Yep. Yep, that's right. The 49ers and Santa Clara, no less. That's that. going to be a night game. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that win, and I'm gonna take that win because okay. we're gonna send we're gonna we're gonna send some people down to Garoppolo. So I'm, I'm gonna take that win. <laughs> so see, that's what I think. That's six and two, right? So that's six and two. Yes. So you mm-hmm. go back to the other side of the bay to the town, if you will, to host the Chargers. Again, so you're hosting the Chargers. Um, How y'all feel? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I want to say we might get a win out of that because maybe they're tired. They had to travel. No. It's they got to deal with the black hole. Nobody wants that. Um, right. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that win. I'm gonna take two two wins back okay. to back. We gonna battle the Bay and Chargers. I'm gonna take it. Okay, so that's seven and two. How about that? So you guys going to Arizona? That should be. Um, that you just you guys should be. I know it's on the road, but Arizona's not that talented outside of Michael Johnson at running back, um, and they bring in a new head coach at, at on top of that, possibly a new quarterback because Sam Bradford, his ass is porcelain. That's true. He may go down when he clips his toenails in week one. So, uh, and plus, <laughs> that, that would leave Josh Rosen to start. 
Yes, he's he's fast. Oh. You blow on his ass, he'll crumble. I mean, he'll crumble like like uh, like those cats in the uh, in, in, in the Infinity War movie. He's gonna crumble. He's gonna be like this. There'll be Thanos oh. sitting in the crowd to snap his big ass fingers, and then <laughs> Sam Pepper <laughs> would drop back to pass his hip would start to crumble. His ass would go ah. So. He's he's forcing. Oh he's going to last this long. So he's he's, he's, I'm not he's the original Mr. Glass. Go ahead. Talk about that. Yeah, so yeah, he's he, the original he's, Mr. Glass right now. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. He's like the Glass Joe from from the uh, Punch Out game. Mike Tyson Punch Out. He's Glass Joe. That's that's Sam <laughs> Bradford. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that is sad. I'm just saying, dude. Dude stays hurt. Dude stays hurt. So anyway, that should be with the Carlos. So that brings us to eight and two. I think is that right? My count eight and two. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say eight and two. Yeah. All right, cool. So you guys, the following week, Carl traveled cross country to take on the the my, the hated Baltimore Ravens. I hate Baltimore. So the hated Baltimore Ravens. Y'all better yeah. win this game because I hate Baltimore. That will help benefit me as Steeler fan um, <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> but it's going to be tough because Baltimore is tough at home, and it's a cross country yeah, flight. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, time L. Let's go ahead and just take that on mm. it. So, so that's eight and three. Okay, so brings us to the team uh, that y'all have trouble beating the last few years, the Chiefs. Let's take that. Let's take that uh, L from Travis Kelsey too, and then he gonna dance in the end zone and do the wop and <laughs> dab and everything else, and we are gonna just take that L. <laughs> All right, so that brings y'all that drops y'all to eight and four. So we might not be friends with this because the following week is a primetime game against guess who? My Steelers at home. I know. We have trouble I think you guys in Oakland for some reason. Yeah, which is why I'm gonna go ahead and, and take that take that W. All right. All right, sister. i mm-hmm. i you know, I'll be tweeting you during that game. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, I know you hey. will. No, I'm just like, hey, remember, remember when you said you were going to win? <laughs> Let's say for a sake of argument, that leaves you at 9 and 4. So, you guys go come here to Cincinnati, as a matter of fact, the following week. It's going to be cold, nasty, yeah. and I don't know which Bengals team will uh-huh. see because if they, the Bengals right. are healthy, the offensive line is healthy, they got weapons, and they got a damn good first I, seven, I know. I know. Um. <laughs> Man, I, I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to get that win because I know we gonna, the next two okay. we might lose again to the Broncos and Chiefs. Like, I'm going to just go ahead and own that because we have a problem <laughs> with both of those teams, and Travis Kelsey really enjoys dancing. And, <laughs> I mean, I feel like he just looks for reasons to dance. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure he will find them in Oakland. I wish he would learn, like, how to do the Bernie or go dumb or something so he could at least give us some love in our end zone when he scores in it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, so that drops you all to 10 and 6. So basically, best case scenario, we're looking at 10 and 6 for your boys. And, um, mm-hmm. again, this is this, this is predicated on Khalil Mack getting paid. So yeah. if Khalil Mack yeah. doesn't get paid and doesn't show up, then uh, probably flip that 10 and 6 a little bit, huh? Yeah, I feel very comfortable <laughs> flipping that. <laughs> oh, my God. I have, I have no problem oh, well. saying it would be flipped. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's just say for your sake that they get a deal done with Khalil Mack before the season starts. At least it won't be, it won't be like my team not signing uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell for some reason. I still don't understand. So, at least that wouldn't be a cloud hanging over your team. So, not even. wish y'all this well. Like if Antonio Brown was like, I don't feel like playing. I just don't want to. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I mean that is that's, that's the equivalent of what we're dealing with here. I'm just saying, I, y'all, for, I mean, for y'all's sake, I better get a deal done because he's your best player, and you can't alienate your best player like that. I'm sure you know that, but I hope John Gruden knows that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. I'm sure somebody's we'll telling see. him. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll be thinking about you this season, all season, and this was fun. I hope to do this again sometime during the season when hopefully you guys are on the winning streak and you'll be in a good mood and be cracking me up on the phone <laughs> or we wouldn't be otherwise. But thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. Thank let, you. Let me see. I got your name right. Bari. Bari. Yeah. Thank you. Good I job. appreciate it. And we'll be definitely in touch. Definitely in touch. All right. All right. All right. Cool. That's, that, that's uh, Bari Williams. Uh Please check her on Twitter at B A R I A Williams. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's a fun ball. Everything that was fun. That was very fun. And uh, you know, and again, I hope for her sake that the Raiders do sign Khalil Mack because if they don't sign Khalil Mack, I don't know. I don't know what the hell Williams think. I don't know what he'll be thinking at that point. But anyway, right quick, want to shift gears to a team that they'll be playing during the season. Bible of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean. I mean, last season, we had a damn good season. I'm not going to front. I mean, we went 13-3. and three. I mean, you know, <clears throat> and I understand that most fan bases outside of New England, maybe Green Bay, would take 13-3. and three. But, I mean, truth be told, our model is similar to New England's and similar to probably, well, similar to, to, to New England, is that it's Super Bowl of us, okay? We're one of maybe two, only two or three, organizations where it's Super Bowl or bust every single season. And we, for some reason, we have been getting it. Well, I know the reason why. Two reasons why we haven't gotten, gotten it done the last, couple, the, the last few years. A, we don't have a defense. B, New England. They own us. I think Tom Brady is like 11-2 a long time against us. It, it's, just, it's just sad. It's just freaking sad. But I'll say this. There is hope for this season. And I know that's a lot to say with a high-power offense led by Jeff Roethlisberger and Tony Brown, and we'll get to Le'Veon Bell in a minute. Um, and that we have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I guess us and Dallas have the two best offensive lines in the league. Um, our defense, we had we spent many high draft picks on our defense, and it's still been, I mean, Granted, we increased our sack total to a league lead in 56 sacks last year, up from 35 or 38 over, whatever the hell it was. But the thing is, is that even with the playmaking ability with the pass rush, we still can't cover anybody. I mean, if I line up against Artie Burns and some other cats back there, I'd have 10 catches for 200. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. Those guys just cannot cover. And they made some moves, thankfully, in the offseason, like releasing Brad. Uh, uh, Mitchell, I, I want to say Brian Mitchell, but I, I know that's not Brian Mitchell because Brian Mitchell retired from the Redskins when I was in college. But at any rate, 
the Mitchell kid. Uh, and, 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 and we drafted Terrell Edmonds out of Virginia Tech, who's a damn good player at Tech, and he's shown some flashes and ability during training camp and doing the preseason games. So I'm happy about that. James Washington is a stud. He's going to be a, a, a stud. He's going to be our deep threat because he's been showing out in the preseason. You know, I know he had a rough start to training camp. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was said to kick him out of the huddle <laughs> because he, he ran the wrong route or didn't fight football or, or what have you. But dude has been making tough catches in games. I mean, he, against the – who was it? Was it – ah, shoot. Was it Detroit? No, 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 it was Philly. I think, you know, I think against Philly, he fought for a big touchdown catch. He did the same against the Packers uh, in Lambeau Field. So, I mean, he's, he's got stud, he's got stud potential on him. And I love the actual the actual draft drafting of Mason Rudolph. I know he's a third rounder. He's not going to see the field for probably the next two to three years, but he's our future. And he's had a decent training camp to the point where Josh Dobbs, who was drafted in the fourth round last year, he's, he's pretty much expendable at this point. And they, I know Dobbs is going to start the next preseason game against the Panthers, and, which is pretty much this call for what it is. It's like it's, it's, it's an audition for the other teams because I don't think they're going to carry, we're going to carry four quarterbacks. It's pretty much Roethlisberger, Landry Jones, and Mason Rudolph are the top three quarterbacks right now in that order. And I, I just don't see Josh Dobbs. Now, if he somehow doesn't get traded, he'll be placed on waivers and probably be relegated to the practice squad. But from all what people have said about him, he's improved a lot from last year. So, again, the Carolina game this coming Thursday, well, actually tomorrow, actually, to like tomorrow evening, it's going to be an audition for other teams to see about it, come see about him, if you will. So, good luck to Josh Dobbs. He's going to need it. Um, so basically, you know, and one more thing, the offensive tackle was was drafted like in the third round, late third round, called like Chucky. I can't is it Chuck Chukwuma Okafor. I'm just going Chucky, Chucky Okafor. Uh, they said he's had a great camp as well. So the good news is we're still hitting on our draft picks, and they're developing, and I'm happy about that. The only thing is, as long as as long as last year's first 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 round pick, uh TJ Watt continues to improve, that would be awesome because I don't think uh uh, uh the other kid from Kentucky we drafted uh uh I can't think of his name right now, but uh, it'll come to me. I, he's been underachieving and you know, I, he he has to he's, this is a put up a shove here because I think we picked up his option. So this is in 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 effect his contract here. So if uh, Bud Dupree, so if Bud Dupree doesn't show out, then who the hell knows what happens? Because we we need some pass rush to help out T.J. Watt, Cameron Haywood, J- Javon Hargrave, and Stephon Tuitt. Those four guys are studs, especially along our defensive line. I mean, we're just studs up there. But we need to cover for our, for like 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 for our linebacker because outside of Vince Williams, I mean, we we don't have. Uh, Ryan Shazier, God bless him. I hope he continues to recover. He looks like he's going to walk. He's really going to walk again. So thank God for that. But his career is probably done. So we have you got to make us a speed. I know we we signed John Bostick to the free agent out, out of uh, I think he came from Indy. But I mean, we don't have much behind Bostick. So teams are going to do like what Jacksonville did in the playoffs and exploit us up the middle with the running game and with the tight ends because 
we don't have the speed to 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 actually keep up or the strength to to stop the run outside of Vince Williams. So we gotta do something. And again, you know, I know that uh, Terrell Edmonds he's he's doing well. We're probably gonna move to a three safety alignment to cover for maybe the lack of a of a Brian Shazier as far as his speed and presence and playmaking in the middle. So we'll see. But Joe Hayden still still stay still holding it down and 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 that Hilton kid does not have bad either. I just need for Audie Burns to step it up and play better if we're gonna take it to the next level. Now as far as <clears throat> as far as uh, uh schedule goes this can be well. I'm sorry. Before we get into the 2018 schedule, I want to talk, touch touch upon, touch a little bit on Le'Veon Bell's contract situation. Memo to Steelers management: That is uh, uh, Kevin Colbert and to Sid Mike Tomlin because he has a lot of sway and and player personnel. Please sign Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I mean, from what I've heard. They're offering a seventy year seventy million dollar contract with only ten million guaranteed. So you basically okay, after you saw the Rams give uh uh um Todd Gurley all that money, like I think twenty or thirty million guaranteed, you're gonna offer Le'Veon with the best all around back in the league, ten million guaranteed? Are you kidding me? Really? No freaking way. Pay the man. And by do lowballing like that with the guaranteed money you're basically saying that they don't that we don't want you, and that and that's just stupid. Why would you not want a, 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 the the best back in the league outside of uh, uh, Gurley and uh, Ezekiel Elliott of Dallas? Why would you say that? Why would you do that to us to your, to yourselves? I mean, it's not like I know James Conner is a nice running back. I know he has some skills, and I know we drafted uh, my guy out of NC State. My uh, my my alma mater, uh, Jalen Samuels, and he's been doing pretty well in the preseason. But they're not Le'Veon Bell. They are not. So, Tom, please, I beg y'all, please, and Kelvin Colbert, Tomlin, a.k.a. Uh, 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 Omar Epps, sign Le'Veon Bell to a contract. I know it's too late now, but you got to break the brain from him. Otherwise, he's as good as one. So, anyway. With that off my chest, let's get to the regular season, shall we? We're opening the season against the Browns. I know the Browns will be a surprise team. I picked them to win seven games, believe it or not. And I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, the, that brown nasty-ass Kool-Aid a little bit. But I still think we beat the Browns in Cleveland opening week. So that's 1-0. We got the Chiefs at home. Uh, Patrick Mahomey uh, is, starting to, is a new starting quarterback this year. We own New England. I'm sorry, not New England. I mean, we own Kansas City, which is weird because Kansas City owns New England, and New England owns us. But we own Kansas City. Go figure. But anyway, that should be a win. So that's 2-0. We're going on the road against the Jameis Winston-less Buccaneers with seven three-game suspension for practically being a douchebag to a female Uber driver. So uh, I, 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 I don't think we would be giving up three, 400 yards passing to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, um, all of its own. But anyway, that should be, we should be three and oh after that. So, we're home against the Ravens. Uh, the Sunday night game. Um, we have, 
we have trouble against Baltimore. Everyone knows that. We tend to split with Baltimore most seasons, except for last season when we swept them for the first time forever. But with this game being a home and on prime time on Sunday night, I think we should beat the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens would be all that great this year offensively. Um, so we should win that game. Now, we, that's, which brings us to the Falcons next Sunday, the following Sunday at home, 1 p.m. kickoff. This is where things get a little concerning because the first four teams we play don't have prolific offenses. The Falcons do. And more than likely, they're going to bring in a very pissed off uh, uh, Julio Jones who's not going to get paid this year, um, even though he's holding out right now. Um, and Matt Ryan is, of course, Matt Ryan. That's going to be an L. That's going to be a shootout, probably like epic 45 to 42 <laughs> proportions, like a 45 to 42 score. But even though it's on the wall and the Falcons aren't the greatest home team, uh, road team in the world, unless we learn how to stop the pass, the forward pass, we're going to lose games like this. So I got the Falcons actually winning that game. So that will drop us to one, two, three, four, four and one. Next Sunday, the following, the next Sunday we'll host, we'll go to Cincinnati. Come here to, to play Cincinnati, which will be funny because my wife was born and raised here. Ninety nine point nine percent of her family on both sides of both sides are still here, and which makes for a lot of comedy. And that come to continue on because we own Cincinnati. So I'll take that W there. So we'll improve. That. I think five and one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five and one. Following week we host Brown. That's a W, 6-1. Next, the, the next week, we're at Baltimore. Again, we tend to split with Baltimore most seasons. They're not. And so we took the, we took the W earlier when we hosted Baltimore. I'm going to take the L here because, again, we split with Baltimore almost every year, and Baltimore is tough at home, and it's a rivalry. It's a big rivalry. It's a blood rivalry. Expect the 13-9 we lost to someone like that. So I'll take that L. I'll take that L there, which which will drop my team to one, two, three, four, five, six, six and two. The following week we'll host the Panthers. Well, actually, the same week, that Thursday night game, we'll host the Panthers on Fox. And in uh, in November it's short week, but I think we'll take that W. We should be Camden and the Panthers. Should be a good game, competitive game, but I think we'll be done. So that's seven and two. The following week, Sunday night game. At Jacksonville, the team that's got our number right now, and in 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 you know, and and they're feeling themselves, and rightfully so. For some reason, we don't have we have trouble in Jacksonville historically. Anyway, we barely beat them a few years ago uh, when 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 the Jaguars still in the infancy of their talent in terms of talent. Until I mean, again. And if, if Jacksonville comes in really health, fully healthy, I, I think they'll. I think they'll be this again, seventy three. We dropped the seventy three beat, like because again, um, until our defense proves that we can stop the only four pass, not necessarily worry about that, but stopping the run. And I don't think Ben was on turn the ball as much, but he's been a turn machine in the last two games against the Jaguars, both games last season. So. I think the Jaguars will get us again, and my boy Eddie Masonette, my frat brother, big Jacksonville Jaguars fan, he's probably laughing his ass off right now. He's been laughing at me all last year. But at any rate, 73, 
on to on to Denver. Mile high. We should beat Denver. I know it's mile high is tough, but they're not prolific offensively. And again, it's going to be one of those all-scoring games, some of the Baltimore fair. But I'll take that W. Go to eight and three. Following week, we hosted Los Angeles Chargers. Again, I have trouble saying Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to host the Chargers, and it'll be December the second, which means it'll be cold as hell in Pittsburgh. It's one o'clock game. The Chargers ain't ready. Phil Rivers ain't ready. I'm taking that W. So that brings us to one, two, so that brings us to ten and three. So the next week we go to Oakland, and I know I have my girl Bari on, Bari on rather, and to a point she's feeling herself with her Raiders in this game. It's hard to argue against that because we've last we've lost our last what two three games in Oakland, and Oakland's been a tough out for us. And given that Oakland, provided that Oakland signs Khalil back to an extension and are fully healthy coming to this, is fully healthy coming to this game, it's gonna be another L for us. Sorry, I, I I just don't I just I just it's just tough. It's very very tough. So that that leaves us what ten and four. Yeah, which is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be actually actually no not a four rather not a four. Okay, so which leads us to the fun week. Speaking of house a team of horrors, the Patriots face those bastards again at home, prime time. We gotta get it done this year. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't slay the New England Dragon, we'll never do it. But given that they that they that they won't have Malcolm Butler on defense, Jason Allen, Antonio Brown, given that they don't have the offensive tackle, their left tackle who's out for the year injury, and they drafted in the first round, this is the year. They're, this is the year that we're better suited to take out the Patriots. So I'm gonna take that W there. I wouldn't be surprised to be in L because again, New England has owned us. But I got faith. I may be high high on PCT right now, similarly. But I got faith that we'll take out New England in in, in week what is it, uh, fifteen? So we'll take that W there, and on to New Orleans. That's an L. <laughs> again, remember our team having trouble stopping the four pass. Well, that's what New Orleans is good at, the forward pass. And they got a running game with uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Drew Brees, he'll have a fun, he'll have a field day in that Superdome, as well as Sean Payton's going to cook up some stuff for our defense. And they're playing making defense of their own. And got this young studs, Marshawn Lovemore company. Um, they're for real. And, yeah, I got the Saints doing big things this year. They're going to do a number on us in Superdome, which leads us to the, the, the final week of the season, hosting Cincinnati. That's a win. So that will that brings us to 11, I think, 12 and 4. Let me see. Let me count the losses. Saints, Raiders, 2, Jacks, 3, Falcons, 4, and the Ravens, 5. So 11 and 5, right? So I got us as 11 and 5 as a – Probably a more probable scenario. I know it's best and worst scenario, but probable scenario. So, again, we'll see. I hope my boys prove me wrong. I hope that the defense stops the forward pass, but I don't see it. I think 11-5 is in our future. And who knows how we do in the playoffs, but that's for our NFL podcast, preview podcast coming up 
probably two weeks from now. So stick tuned for that. But anyway, I want to thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. Thank big thanks to Bobby Williams for joining me to talk about her Raiders and about gentrification and all that stuff. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. This is Scott Works, the Clown, signing off. Oh six. Good night. <laughs>